0: It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am Andrew Smith, the broadcast voice of the Fuel. It's a special edition of the podcast, as last week the Fuel celebrated their 10th anniversary, and we had a number of alumni stop by the booth. You'll hear from Bernie John, Zach Miskovic, as well as Kevin Lynch and Alex Weidman, later on in the show. You'll also hear from Cam Gray as he talks about his first ECHL shutout and ECHL All-Star Cam Hillis talking about his experience in the All-Star game. Well, the Fuel playing great hockey right now as they head into a weekend series to wrap up January, the 26th and 27th against the Iowa Heartlanders, the 26th to do Three One Seven night, the 27th the Blackhawks night, as Andrew Shaw will be our guest. And as we look at the way this team has been playing. They have won four of their last five. They have won seven of their last nine, two in a row. And since Thanksgiving, 16, 6, and 3, that has vaulted the Fuel from seventh place up to third in the Central Division. And with 42 points, they're just two points back of Fort Wayne in second place, but the Fuel have two games in hand on the Comets. It is a logjam After first place Toledo in the division, as we record this, Fort Wayne in second place with 44 points. The Fuel in third with 42. And then the two teams tied for fourth have 40 points. And Iowa in seventh place with 36. So just eight points, four games, separating second place from last place in the division. And nobody in that gaggle of teams is more than two points apart from each other. It's as tight as you could expect it to be, especially as we get to the midpoint and into the second half of the season. The Fuel hit the midpoint of the season last week and now are well into the second half and will certainly be even more so after the two games this weekend against Iowa. Interestingly, it's the first two games the Fuel will have played against the Heartlanders this season. It's the one division opponent we have not seen yet, and... The six times these two teams will play will all happen in about a six-week stretch from now to the beginning of March. And the Fuel getting a lot of production from different pieces in the lineup. and Of course, one constant has been Cam Hillis, who has 39 points in 37 games. He has 12 points in his last eight. Colin Bielek, with 22 points in 26 games, he has 7 points in his last 7 contests. And the Fuel have done this with Seamus Malone and Chase Lang and a number of other players on injured reserve and just getting really good contributions from up and down the lineup. And uh, as well, they're getting really good goaltending from Zach Driscoll, especially who's got a 2.69 goals against average in 22 starts. So... It's been a fun time, and hopefully the Fuel can keep it going as we wrap up January and start moving into February. And really, once that calendar turns from February to March, you are really in a playoff push. And it feels like every game is a playoff game, and quite honestly has felt like that since the middle of November for this team because of just how tight the standings are in the division Even last week, the Fuel went two games and it felt like everybody else won two games as well. And whenever, whenever anybody steps outside of the division, it seems like they pile up wins. And because of that, those central division standings just keep tightening up. And it's been a lot of fun to watch for certain. So as we mentioned, the Fuel last week swept two games. The Kalamazoo Wings were in here on Friday night and in front of 5005 fans. The Fuel jumped out to an early lead, in part due to some friendly bounces off of the glass. Ends up on his keister, thanks to the work by Cam Backer, but Morgan's able to take the puck along the goal line, shoots from a sharp angle, and Driscoll holds the fort. McDougall collects the rebound, of the Fuel try to get a change. They will as Valance able to get it in deep. Lively, Karam off the end boards, and Schultz scores! The dump-in hit a stanchion, Chion went behind the net to play it, and the puck careened right out into the slots, and Brandon Schultz was Johnny on the spot. He got to the puck first and deposited it into the net before Chion could scramble back in the fuel, lead it one to nothing. Brandon Schultz's goal gave the Fuel a one nothing lead. And then less than four minutes later, Ross McDougal on a delayed penalty took it right down the slot for his third of the year. The Trailers, Bradford, he feeds Morrison, tries to feed it back out in front and great defending by the Fuel on the back check, breaks up the play. Colin Bielek was able to interrupt that. Hillis skates into the Kalamazoo and here's McDougal right down Main Street. Shoot, scores! <laughs> Ross McDougall just carried, carried, carried. There was a delayed penalty on the play, and nobody picked him off, and he fires a wrist shot into the top shelf stick side. The Fuel have a two-to-nothing lead. However, the K-Wings are a team that has kind of had the Fuel's number this year. That you knew that they would not go away. Derek Dashke and Cooper Walker scored in the third period to tie the game up for Kalamazoo, but. On a night when the Fuel were celebrating their 10th anniversary, had a lot of alumni in the house, Brian Lemos set a franchise record for the fastest overtime goal as he ended a 3-2 to Fuel victory. Brad Morrison loves it at his own line. He tries to get past McDougal, and he's stopped by Schultz. Two on one for the fuel. Schultz with Lemos. Lemos right side shoots. Scores! Brian Lemos rips a wrist shot. Passed out of the fuel, went at three to two. 17 seconds into overtime. That goal was Lemos' sixth of the year, and he now has 24 points in 29 games. For the fuel, and his addition to the lineup, not coincidentally, came about the same time as the fuel really began a solid run of play. Saturday night, another guy was added to the lineup as Zach Jordan was loaned to the Fuel from the Chicago Wolves of the American Hockey League. It's his second stint with Indy this year, and ever since he was traded to the Blackhawks Ice Hogs organization last year, he's played a couple of short stints in Indy. His AHL rights actually got traded from the Ice Hogs to Chicago, yet the Wolves loaned him to Indy, and he made a very quick impression in the game. Toledo wins the draw, but a good stick by Anthony Petruzzelli pokes it back into the walleye end. And then Gabriel turns it over, and Zach Jordan couldn't do much with it, so he rims it around to Petruzzelli. His turnaround shot is blocked. Jordan scores! The rebound came right to Zach Jordan, and he fired short side on Bednar, and 37 seconds into the game, the Fuel lead on one nothing. Welcome back, Zach Jordan! That goal came 37 seconds in, gave the Fuel a one nothing lead, and a really good start against Toledo. The Walleye, however, scored in the first half minute of the second period to tie the game, and Toledo's been a team that the Fuel had not defeated this season, even though they had led in all but one of the games they had played. This time, the Fuel retook the lead and did not surrender it, thanks in part to the play of Kyle McSimovich and Cam Hillis. Maksimovich trying to deal with Sawchuck along the boards. Puck played up to the point. Colin Bielik in front, Maksimovich, oh, all on scores! <laughs> Kyle McSimovich gives the Fuel... A 2-1 lead as Colin Bielek held it in at the point and Maksimovic was all alone in front of the net and he had time to find the opening at Bed- Bednar and shoved it through the 5-hole. Put the Fuel back on top. 13.55, the time of the goal. Bliss against Tillis in the draw. Left wing circle, Toledo offensive zone, won by the Fuel. Cameron rims it around. Prapavessis tries to hold it in at the point. It comes to Miksimovic. one-on-one across the line up the right wing. Stops at the top of the circle. Feeds Hellas. One timer score. Cam Hellas, his 100th ECHL points, gives the Fuel a three-to-one lead. Good job by Kyle McSimovich, bringing it up the boards, waiting for reinforcements, and what that does is it forces the defense to collapse, and that means the trailer's open. Colin Bielek as well, maybe provided a little bit of a moving screen in front. Those two second period goals gave the Fuel a 3-1 to lead. Zach Jordan finished it with an empty netter. The Fuel really controlled that game, outshooting Toledo 36-24, to and... They win it four to one for their first victory over the Walleye this season, and that gives the Fuel the nineteen fourteen and four record heading into this weekend against the Iowa Heartlanders. And the Heartlanders starting to play a little bit better. They've been struggling here of late since December fifteenth. They're just five ten and two, but four of those wins have come in their last seven games. As They most recently defeated the Cincinnati Cyclones 6-4 on Wednesday night as defenseman Chris Leip was plus 5 in that contest. So the Heartlanders starting to play a little bit better hockey here, and I think a key is they're starting to get some guys back from their NHL and AHL affiliates. They're part of the Minnesota Wild organization, and their lineup has been bolstered a little bit of late, so it's going to be a solid weekend of games for the Fuel. Well, let's meet our guests, because we have a lot of them on this edition of the pod. We'll start with the active fuel players. Our first interview is with Cam Gray. We had this interview shortly after he had his first ECHL shutout. That came against the Norfolk Admirals back on January 7th, and he made 26 saves in that 4 nothing victory. Here's our conversation with Fuel goaltender Cam Gray. Cam, I know coming off of your first career shutout on Sunday, how special was that? Yeah, it was just great. Um, honestly, just to get the win to finish the weekend. Um, we had a really
1: good weekend as a team. I think it was an identity weekend. Um, so just to come out and have the guys play so well for me, and you know, be able to get the job done and and get the first shutout was obviously very cool.
0: When you've won two on the weekend playing the same team, you know, how special is it first to go into another team's barn? and sweep them but how much was that as well carrying the momentum from the two wins on friday and saturday into sunday's game
1: yeah well it was a team we hadn't seen before so you know there's always uh, a little bit of an adjustment in those first couple games and, and you start learning your opponent and i think um you know we were really confident with how we were playing in the first two games and um you know just road trips like that bring a team closer and i think all the guys were just having fun and you know we were rolling on the weekend and it's good to pick up three wins
0: okay, so you're facing a team you hadn't seen before how much are you studying obviously a little bit of film study, but watching from the bench and kind of seeing what they do and where their shooters like to go and getting ready for Sunday's game? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I sat down in
1: the corner on Driza's side for, for two games, so I was able to, to watch him, you know, play them and Kind of look at what they were trying to do. They're trying to throw a lot of pucks in the net, kind of from from all over. And so I, I knew to be ready for that. Um, but I think we were really just kind of focusing on what was making us successful and you know playing that team game that we've started to find recently.
0: Yeah, and especially in your defensive zone, this team's playing at a really high level. How much is that helping you, allowing you to see pucks?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we've we've really committed to to the D zone as a team, and you know taking six guys and and everybody having their job. And you know when everybody is doing their job, you know we're really hard to beat. And, it makes our lives as goalies very easy.
0: You spent a good chunk of the first part of the year on IR. What was those first couple of months like waiting for your turn and your opportunity?
1: Uh, You know, I really just viewed it as as time to prepare, you know. Um, So much of this is kind of out of our control, um, and, you know, you kind of, can, can choose how you respond to situations like that and I think I just looked at it as you know extra time to get ready and, and condition myself and you know also be a good teammate for, for my teammates
0: and it, it, when you're kind of waiting for your opportunities basically your games your practice opportunities absolutely yeah
1: you know the the stuff before the stuff after um, you know that's what prepares you it also helps your teammates get better and then you know hopefully when it's when it's your turn to play they're they're ready and excited to play for you you know because you've
0: kind of put in that Work in practice. More. How much did last year help set the table for this season? And you know, how much have you really? learned and grown from year one to year two as a pro
1: yeah i mean that's all it's been it's just a learning experience i've mean, just been trying to you know work on consistency and work on just getting better every day there's still so much to learn i'm sure i'll be learning until you know the last game I ever play so that's all it's really been is just you know trying to absorb as much information from the guys that have been here and you know also help some of the some of the new guys
0: you're Looking around the room, seeing a lot of familiar faces uh, with Matouche and Ruffin uh, coming in this year, and uh, and obviously Belly you played with as well at college. And somebody looked at the roster, a friend from D3 said, so you guys might as well rename yourselves the Bulldogs, how many Adrian guys you've got, but uh, how nice is it for you to see a lot of familiar faces in the room?
1: Yeah, that was great. Um, obviously, those guys are all three really good buddies of mine, and um, you know, just being able to play with them and throw after playing with them in college is a, is a really cool experience. Um, So, yeah, I just, you know, they they get get to see what this is all about. And, um, you know, so it's been fun.
0: What does that say as well, the number of guys that have gone on to the pros? And obviously you guys did something pretty special together, winning a national championship. But for what Adam and now matt thompson and adam phillips as well the coaching staff there has been able to build
1: yeah i mean they talk about it all the time you know preparing guys to play pro and, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's that's a mindset that is kind of instilled there and it was definitely instilled in us when, when we were there and um you know the way they prepare us for for games but in practice and road trips you know what have you just just preparing to be a pro and um, you know giving you those life skills to also you know persevere through adversity because you know it's coming from division three it's not always easy entering mm-hmm. into pro um, you know there can be sometimes a stigma around that but um, you know I think they've done a really good job over the last several years of, of really pushing guys to get to the next level so
2: it's been good and uh,
0: kind of as you develop your game Peter Aubrey comes down every now and then what's it like working with him and what's your relationship as well like with Drizzy and, and Weeksy? Yeah those
1: guys those guys are awesome um, you know two of my really good friends and um, you know sometimes sometimes people make comments to us about being so close but you know we're the only guys that know what the other guy is going through on a, on a daily and weekly basis and it can be hard and you know it can, you can feel isolated and so we really lean on each other you know through the hard times and, and also really excited for each other you know when we are bo- both playing and playing well and winning games you know that's that's really what it's all about so they both of them have just been awesome bowling
0: partners. When you have- have the game like you did on Sunday. You're itching to get back out there and and, and get another game in and keep it going for sure.
1: Yeah, no, we're just we're just looking forward one at a time, and you know the team's rolling right now, so whatever it takes to
0: kind of keep that going is, is what we're trying to do. well Gray was later in net when the fuel fell behind seven to two in Wheeling. A week later, back on January thirteenth, and then rallied for six goals in the third period to win an 8-7, to seven, an absolutely wild contest as Chris Cameron got it started, and then John Martin and Josh Maniscalco scored nine seconds apart, got the fuel back within two, and then all of a sudden you could kind of feel the nailer sweating a little bit, and then Kyle Maksimovich pumped home the game winner on the power play late to give the fuel that 8-7 to seven victory with six goals in the third period, and of course, then they, uh, that allowed them to sweep a weekend series with Wheeling as well. And they uh, continue to play good hockey, as we mentioned. The first game in that trip to Wheeling saw John Martin score a hat trick in his return to the lineup after he had been on injured reserve. So we mentioned our conversation with Cam Gray. Cam Hillis was selected to the ECHL All-Star team as the FUELS representative. And he had a solid night in Savannah, Georgia, and also then later, as you heard earlier on the podcast, hit a milestone with his 100th ECHL point on Saturday night in the win against Toledo with a goal and an assist on Friday against Iowa, January 26th. He will play his 100th ECHL game. Here's our conversation with the All-Star Cam Hillis. Yeah, just talk about what your experience was like in Savannah on Monday and having the opportunity to represent this team as an All-Star. Yeah, it was
3: an honor to re- represent the Fuel, um, the All-Star game there. It was a lot of fun. Savannah, Georgia is a great place and great weather there, so I really enjoyed myself. Nice to kind of get out of the, uh, the Midwestern cold for, if, for just a day. Yeah, we got hit pretty bad with a storm coming back from uh, Toledo mm-hmm. last week, so it was, uh, it was nice to walk mm-hmm. outside in a short and shorten T-shirt and, and just enjoy that weather.
0: I know it was kind of a whirlwind day playing a three and three before then before you headed down there. What was uh, just describe what the day was like? Yeah, it was it was a lot of hockey in, in a short amount of time. But uh, I got
3: there, you know, mid afternoon and and uh, was able to kind of settle in, go for a walk, explore the city a little bit, uh, have some lunch, and then uh, before I know it, we were getting ready for the game. And uh, the game was a lot of fun, some skills competitions, and beating all the good players around the league and. Um, the game was a lot of fun, and then afterwards we had a good time too, so um, I was out the next morning, but in all, it was a good uh, good 24 hours.
0: I think that's uh, the key, is that you're playing with guys that you've played against. The hockey world, we all know, is pretty small, but what was that like, kind of getting to know people that you're seeing lining up across from you a lot of nights?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting to kind of meet some guys that we're, we're playing against a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um kind of seeing what they're they're like off the ice, and then, you know, getting a chance to play with them, you know, on the same team is is cool, too, so uh, a lot of good players there, and I was
0: fortunate to be there. And how much of an honor was it for you to be chosen uh, to to play in the All-Star game?
3: Yeah, it was a big honor. I mean, uh, a lot of good players on our team here, so uh, to represent uh, Indy, it was, was nice going there, and... Hopefully we can have a strong second half here.
0: <laughs> Goal and two assists as well. Got to describe how, th- how those came about. And
3: yeah, I mean it, we were it was pretty re- laid back. Game, yeah, honestly very relaxed. So. Um we were just kind of trying to
0: find each other out there and uh, just have fun with it. It's like everybody was trying to see what what new move they could pull off, too. What was the uh, what was the most impressive thing you saw out there on the ice?
3: Honestly, some of these guys doing, like, the, the pick-the-puck-up on your backhand and, and uh, kind of zoro it into the net, and I saw Hawkins do that a few times. so I mean, it, that's pretty impressive, so uh, I'm not sure I'm, I have that in my tool bag, but I'm glad they do.
0: You know, the, the year you've had so far, you know, I been a, been a point of game player essentially just halfway through. How have you kind of assessed your season so far and the chemistry you've had with your line mates? Yeah,
3: I mean, it's been okay so far. Um, I think we'd like to find a little more consistency as a team. Um, personally, I think I'd like to do you know a little bit better myself too. Um, obviously, I'm hoping to get to the next level here sometime soon and um, just kind of help our team out at the same time. So if we could find some more consistency and and uh, the linemates I've played with have been great
0: all year, so uh, they've helped out a lot.
3: But uh, just find some more consistency as a team. Uh, your
0: power play as well has been the unit you've been on, especially has been solid. You with five forwards out there, and Alimos kind of quarterbacks it from the from the point, you from the right elbow. Kind of describe how you guys have clicked, especially your unit.
3: Yeah, honestly, since uh, since Bry got here uh, back at the start of the year, he he really kind of helped turn things around mm-hmm. for us. Obviously, having Beals back there too is mm-hmm. is great, and everyone kind of you know Marty in front of the net, uh, whatever bumper we got there, Shea is great. Uh, but I think since Lemur got here, we really started to click, and um, he's he's great at the top, and and uh, we found success. So, but uh, power play can win you and lose you game, so we got to be big
0: coming uh, coming down here in the second half here. You had the opportunity to participate in the skills competition as well. The accuracy shooting. What was what was that like? as you're trying to hit the corners, essentially. Yeah, I'm not really sure why I was
3: picked for that, but uh, I mean, I'm more of a pass-first guy, but um, it was fun. I mean, it was pretty laid back, like I said, but I was just trying to go as fast as I can and and, uh, enjoy,
0: enjoy the competition. Is it nice just to get a moment away from kind of the grind of the season to just play a game that is fun where... Almost like you're out out on the pond as kids again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a nice change. I mean, we're kind of battling,
3: obviously, every night uh, in our regular season. So to kind of get a bit of a change was was
0: nice, too, and then just kind of enjoy hockey for, for what it is. So I think it was a good time. Last week as well, the Fuel celebrated their 10th anniversary and brought a number of familiar faces back into the fold. And it was great to see a lot of old friends. Two of those, Bernie John. Former coach of the Indy Fuel, he led them to the first playoff appearance back in 2018. And Bernie coached the Fuel from the end of the 2015-16 season up through the 2018-19 season. He remains the franchise's winningest coach with 99 victories, including the team's first playoff appearance back in 2018. Of course, also a five-year member of the Indianapolis Ice and won a Miran Cup in 2000. Also was an assistant coach with a Clark Cup-winning Indiana Ice in 2014. He's been a big part of the Indianapolis hockey scene at all levels for 25 years as a player and a coach. Zach Miskovic, nobody has played more games in an Indy Fuel sweater than Misko. 254 games over his career that lasted from 2015 to 2019. He spent three of those seasons as the Fuel's captain. So here is our conversation with Bernie John. And Zach Miskovic. First of all, we'll start with you, Bernie. What, what have you been up to here these last few years?
4: Uh really? Just following the boys playing hockey. Now I've got a you know, it's junior in high school. He plays for the high school one of the local high school teams. And my other son's a, a freshman this year, and he's we're traveling all over the place. He's uh, he plays out of Columbus, Ohio this year, so we're we're all over the place following them every other weekend and. And other stuff just uh doing some uh, some home stuff now, getting into the uh home kind of buying business and stuff like that, and keeping busy and still doing some skill stuff with other kids and stuff, just staying around the rinks, having fun and uh and just staying involved in hockey somehow that,
0: that's always great misco what, what if uh, you've got your your business you've been starting your financial services business but tell us what you've been up to since you've uh, hung up the skates as a player
5: oh gosh putting the body back together let's see <laughs> uh, we'll start there getting a new smile and then uh, helping helping out uh, maddox getting more very similar with bernie you know helping out maddox's hockey uh getting involved with the youth program here which has been uh, really exciting and fun to get involved with, and then uh, you know, doing a little bit more traveling. Uh, have to actually go up to the Fort Wayne tomorrow, so uh, I think I'll never forget my first trip up there just for uh, the youth program. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty tough, but uh, <laughs> I got—I guess I gotta get used to it—to uh, be on the bench and help coach uh, Maddox's team there. So that's been fun. Uh, keeping me busy, and uh, obviously, more, a little more family stuff, and like you said, the uh, financial service business has been going well, and. Really excited to be uh, getting that move in here and have a really exciting event come up this weekend on Saturday.
0: Well, and it's special to be able to be involved in this game, but especially with the next generation and be able to coach your kids. Describe what that has been like for, for each of you.
4: It's been great. I mean, I started with my older son uh, and then obviously got, uh, got got doing the fuel and coaching them and then once I got done with the fuel, I got back into coaching my younger son and and just to be around them and see the growth of the game and see them having a blast and, and being part of it is what's actually gratifying and seeing their teammates have fun and when they have success and they win a tournament and you see them go bananas and crazy and that's their uh, at their age, that's their Stanley Cup, that's what they have fun doing every other weekend and it's just a blast to have and see the excitement on their face and just see them uh, improve each and every year. And that's what it's all about.
5: What's that is out. No, I agree with Bernie there. Andrew, it's uh, it's just fun also to meet a, a lot of the other hockey families in town. Uh, that's something I think has been really rewarding. Uh, a lot of other parents that love the game want to get involved and just supporting them in uh, the development of the kids and uh, getting to see the smiles on the kids' faces when they get to just hit the ice.
0: Yeah, Bernie, you've been a part of this game at all levels as a player and as a coach, professional, junior, youth. How much has hockey grown? in central indiana how special has it been to be on the ground floor watching this sport just take off and explode here these last few years
4: oh, it's been huge from the the first day i stepped in here back in 1999 um to now it's it's been a, an unreal growth and you know every time you go to the rink and you hear people talk they always talk about there's not enough ice because too many kids are playing and and that's a good thing you know hopefully they can keep getting, going with the rinks and stuff but the more it can grow, the better it is. And uh, now, not only do you see what it's doing to the boys' hockey, but now with the professional women's hockey and that growing, it's it's not just boys anymore. It's everybody playing, and it's been fantastic to see. They see, uh, you know, see girls playing. We were just up in Phoenix and playing at a high-level tournament with some girls on the boys' teams up there, and it's uh, it's great to see.
0: Well, playing Kalamazoo always brings back memories that Sunday afternoon when. It was a Game 7 in Game 72 atmosphere, but how special was it for you guys to be part of that in taking this franchise? And, you know, I know, Bernie, you were here from day one, but seeing it build and taking it into its first playoff appearance and even though it was a sweep you guys gave Toledo who was a very good team everything they wanted a couple of overtime games every game was a one goal game that series probably the closest four game series you'll ever see but just how special was it to be part of that and part of that environment and getting this franchise into the playoffs the first time
4: it was great. Uh, it was great to be part of. I remember guys. The last two seconds of a 2-1 win, and guys were blocking and diving all over, even they were trying to shoot from the end. And it's unfortunate we ran into a few injuries, and just to see what we would have had against Toledo. You know, we lost Robin Press in that game. He got hurt. Uh, Nelly got hurt the first period in the other game. That was. Uh, it was part. We were probably one of the heavier teams that year, and we put. Uh, we you know, like you said, we made a, made a series out of not having everybody in the lineup, but with the guys that did play, they gave it their all and just gave us a chance every night, and that's all you could ask for. But it was was great. It was great.
5: No, it it was exciting, obviously, to be able to to give that back to the fans uh, who were waiting there and and building upon. So um, it's a a long road and long season, and being able to even push into the playoffs, that's that's a fun time. I mean, I know uh, it, it was short, but uh, you know, it's always fun to be in playoff hockey.
0: Well, as you know, Bertie, you came here as 25 years ago. You got a chance to be part of a championship team as a player, also as as a coach. But a lot of your ice teammates, Ken Boone, Jamie Morris, you settled here. What was it about Indy that made you want to be here? And then also, you know, how special was it to be part of the fuel as a coach, really coming in on the ground floor?
4: I think it was just really a lot of it was the fans. We got to meet some great people along the way that uh, you know really followed us and just uh, signing some autographs for the season season ticket holders when we were here tonight earlier. It was fantastic just to bring back some of those memories and stuff and and that's what kept us here. Like you said, after we won that, there's still a ton of guys around in town and doing some things and it's been fantastic and it's a uh, it's a great opportunity. And you know what? Not to say Indy's a great place to live. So yeah. It has the uh, the big city atmosphere without the big city traffic and all the other stuff too as well but it's a great place to, to raise a family and stuff
0: well i'll ask each of you what was your favorite moment as part of the fuel franchise either you know you misco as a player you bernie as a coach
5: yeah. oh gosh there's several i mean i i just as a player i, I mean we played a lot of games but i, I honestly love all the skate with that we had on Sundays, win, lose, or draw, being able to enter, get engaged with the fans, uh, be part of the city, all that extra outreach—that that was a lot of fun. And obviously, getting to, getting to be in the locker room with all the guys and, and play, play an outstanding sport uh, a, on a daily basis—you can't beat it. You know, obviously, I think both of us can agree it'd be fun to get back out there and, and continue to play. But uh, if the bodies would allow, but uh, you know, at this point, uh, we're, we're excited to be back here inside the stadium get to see the atmosphere that the fans bring and the players are putting on the ice tonight it's been, uh, it's been a great game so far
4: yeah, it's just just to echo what Misko said. It's the same thing. The fans have been great, but uh, even as a coach, some of the fun parts were the bus rides. I know they're not always the best. It's cold and stuff, but just to see the camaraderie those guys build and uh, and what they go through their whole year. You know, you don't see some of the backside of things and the injuries they go through. The top sides, the sometimes even just a disappointment when they go up, they don't get a chance to play. They have to come back down. There's uh, it's frustrating for them and to try to be there for them. But just to see them, the camaraderie they had. And then you know when they'd head to the apartments and have some fun together and have some fun on the ice and like you said, and I think the biggest one obviously was when we got to the we won that game to get to the playoffs. I know everybody was excited. I know Jim. I think Jim almost put me in a headlock and <laughs> ripped my head off the, when we came off the ice. And uh, but it was great for the fans. And uh, you know it's it's a great place. Like I said, it's a it's a fun atmosphere tonight. Uh, I know next year will be even bigger when they move into the new building up in Fishers. It'll be even more exciting.
0: Yeah, Zach, what was it like playing for this? this guy. And
5: oh, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, we, he was, a, he was really good to other players. Uh, we were able to, you know, have a lot of fun on the ice. Uh, allowed us to, a, a chemistry to build, uh, in the locker room during, during travel, you know, making sure that the guys were gelling and getting together. Um, you know, obviously as a defenseman himself, I think, I think he had a little bias for the back end. Uh, you know, and we're working with us. Uh, but, uh, you know, really did a nice job. Obviously, we have a few other guys here. Um, on the opposite side of the game that uh, he helped, and, and those guys put some up some pretty big numbers during his uh, tenure here as well. So, uh, pretty exciting times.
0: Uh, Bernie, what, what was it like for you to you know, go from being an assistant coach to being a head coach? And as you look back on the opportunity to be a professional head coach in your adopted hometown?
4: Yeah, it was, uh, at first it was a lot of learning. Yeah. Uh, obviously at this level where you, you've kind of do it all and to learn, you know, not, uh, the contracts, the salary cap and, uh, the recruiting and all that stuff and just trying to learn that way and, uh, and then leaning on guys like Misco and other guys to, to recruit and help yeah. you get guys here to, you know, to sell the city, to sell everything else and sell the opportunity for them to play in a great place. But, uh, it, it was special, um, you know, just to be part of that kind of thing and still people bring it up and, and to talk to you about it and being a professional coach and it's something they can't take away and it was it was fantastic i enjoyed it and especially like this is pretty much my second home i mean you know, i was born and raised in sudbury grew up there and then next thing you know my kids are from here both born here so this is kind of like a special place now for sure
0: well bernie zach great to great to see you as always and thanks for coming up and chatting thanks andrew Appreciate you, Andrew. Thank you. and that's our conversation with bernie john and zach Miskovic. Later in that contest, we had a visit from Kevin Lynch and Alex Weidman. Lynch did not play a long time for the Fuel. He played 35 games in the 2016-17 season, had 24 points, then got called up to the American Hockey League Syracuse Crunch and ended up playing three more seasons in the AHL before retiring in the 2020-21 season and coming back to Indy and opening birdies in Westfield. And he has made Indy his home. And... Has really been a part of the Fuel family ever since. And, of course, Alex Weidman, he needs no introduction. Played for the Fuel from 2016 to 18. Returned last year and had 72 points in 69 games. Also came here in 2009 as a member of the Indiana Ice. Played two years of junior hockey in Indy. He, by a lot, is the Fuel's all-time assist leader, With 115, he has 30 more assists in a fuel sweater than any other player. And Wides is among the franchise leaders in games played. He is fifth among Indy Fuel players in games played. He was part of two playoff teams in 2018 and 2023. And so here's our conversation with Kevin Lynch and Alex Weidman. And Alex you uh we had said hey you scored a goal in your final regular in in your final game so you had to come back and play a couple games with Cincinnati this year but what's it been like for you this year kind of being your first year of retirement you've got the little one at home and uh kind of transitioning into your post hockey life yeah um I'm not gonna lie the first few months when I when I said I
6: was done was uh super tough um, I don't think anybody really wants to stop playing, yeah. but um, you know, it was time. And with the family and stuff, it just gets a lot harder. And uh, I've loved every second being at home with my son and my wife, and we're really enjoying being back and being near family and stuff. So um, it's made the transition a
0: little bit, a little bit better. So, Kevin, you've been. Uh, Back at Indy, I, I know you essentially located Indy when you came and played for the Fuel, and then you had an opportunity in the American Hockey League with Syracuse. But you've made Indy your home. How special has it
2: been to be, be a part of this community and watch hockey grow and be a part of it? Well, it's been extremely special. Um, you know, I grew up in Michigan and, uh, um, you know, my wife's from Carmel. And so during our, during our off seasons, we've, we, we've, we've, uh, kind of made our home roots, uh, during when, when I was playing. So we'd always come back here and, and I would train and work out in the summertime. And, um, I just, I just fell in love with the, the city, the community, the growth, especially, um, we now run our, our business called Birdies out in Westfield. Um, and, uh, just to see the growth in Westfield, Caramel Fishers is, uh, has been incredible. So, um, you know, uh, we are, are working through right now a potential agreement to, uh, open up our second birdies, uh, Next to the, the fuel tank, the, the new fuel tank, um, that's gonna be opening up next year. So we're extremely excited for, for, the future of what, what Burgess can, can hold, but also, uh, uh, indie hockey and Fishers.
0: So you're telling me I can bring the putter and play 18 before,
2: before working the games next year. Exactly, right? You get a little vacation mode, go into a, uh, spend some time outside and then, and, and go into a cold, uh, ice hockey rink. So, uh, like I said, we're excited, um, we're hoping that, that goes through and, uh, hopefully be announcing something next couple of weeks. Outstanding. Alex, uh, Indy's been a big, and we've talked a lot about this during your
0: playing career. Indy's been such a big part of your career. You played here in junior. You had two stints with the Fuel. You had the opportunity to come back here and, and play last season. And how, how special has it been to be a part of this hockey community, and especially coming in as a teenager, playing for the ice, and then having the opportunity to come back and see how much it's grown now as a pro? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I know I,
6: I've said this before, but I can't say enough good things about Indianapolis and how awesome uh, the fans, how awesome Jim, the whole staff, and all you guys have, have been nothing but amazing to me and my family. Um, I really did a lot of growing up in this city, um, and it really spo- holds a, a special place in my heart. And, you know, as, as far as... You know, I, if I didn't love it here, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have dro- driven up five hours this morning to come see everybody come watch a game. So, yeah, it, it, this place means a lot to me.
0: Well, and I know we were talking with Bernie, John, and Misko during the first intermission. Every time I see Kalamazoo and see you guys, I think of that Sunday afternoon. You score early, if I remember right. We win two to one. We go to the playoffs. It felt like a game seven, the last game of the regular season, and. How special was it to be a part of that and help lead this team to its first playoff appearance? Yeah, that was really fun. Um, I can remember it like it was yesterday as well.
6: Uh, it was one of the, it, it came down to, yeah, if, if we win, we're in the playoffs. And if we lose, we go home. And, uh, I just think it was, we all, we, we, we were such good friends with each other. We didn't want it to end. Um, and we were able to play another, you know three four weeks after that into the playoffs so uh it was a lot of fun and, and the fans stuck with us i know it was it was uh kind of a tough couple of years to start but they have been amazing and um yeah it was a, real, it was a lot
0: of fun uh, kevin as well And you know, how proud are you of kind of helping come in early as this franchise was building and being a part of Growing the indie fuel and seeing what it's become today.
2: Yeah, no, it was uh, it was great. I was playing in, in Florida um, before the, the year before, and, and had a great season. And um, you know, that's when my wife and I decided. You know, we didn't know what the future of hockey was going to hold, and so we wanted to, if we were going to continue to play hockey, we wanted to play it in Indian close to home. And so um, when I got uh, traded here. Uh, and met um, you know Bernie and then I end up getting to meet the Hallets um, what what great owners uh, people that that are uh, really care about the team they care about their players they care about their community uh, so you couldn't have asked to, to go to a, a better team with better ownership um, and uh yeah, so just uh, now being here and, and living my post-hockey life in the community, um, I'm just excited to see it continue to grow. Uh, the first uh, thoughts in my head when they announced Fishers was this would be an amazing AHL, AHL destination. So um, I, I have full faith uh, in Jim and the plans that he has, and I can't wait uh, for Indy to turn into a hockey town.
0: Well, and it's just continues to grow and grow and I'll just ask each of you, you know, your time here in Indy what's been a favorite memory a favorite moment from from your years wearing a fuel sweater
6: um you know there, there's there's quite a there's quite a few for me um I definitely have would have to say that the first game my son was able to attend I scored a goal uh that sticks out the most to me um a couple, a couple big games against, you know, Fort Wayne where there's brawls and stuff. Those were always really fun. Um, you know, the hatred between the two teams and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I definitely have to say the game uh, my son, or when he came to my first game, um, and, I, and I scored for him, which is awesome. You, is he out skates yet? Not yet, but, we'll, we'll, yeah, he turns one in a month, so we'll have to get him a pair.
0: Very good.
2: I would, uh, I would have to say... Um, you know, uh my year when I was here, you know, we were we were struggling a little bit. Um, you know, our record wasn't great, but um at the time, you know, seven years ago, uh, we had our first daughter and um so she was like eight eight, ten months old and you know, seven years seven years later I have, you know, four kids so um I uh it was special memories. I got to play. Uh after India I went and went up uh played in Syracuse for a couple of years, played in Laval. Um and uh You know, I had another daughter that was born, so two of my four kids got to see me play, and um, my third child is my my son, who's now uh, almost three. Uh, part of me kind of wishes that he got an opportunity to see me play. So my wife's jokingly telling me when uh, when they open up the in Fishers and we open up Bernie's that uh, I'll sign a one day PTO and <laughs> play a game. And, uh, and maybe I'll him, join you. Yeah, have, have Wyatt's come come down for a game and, and see the Suns watch us play. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. Well, and
0: we you know, we were talking about that with Bernie and Misko. We're coaching their kids. You know, just how how special has it been to transition into parenthood and kind of this phase of your life, and just helping raise the next generation, and, and obviously, you know, maybe hockey can be a part of that, but uh, but just continuing to uh, transition to to another part of life now.
2: Yeah, I think uh, having. Having four kids, um, uh, I, my wife just told me downstairs just now that uh, yeah, she wouldn't she wouldn't allow me to play any longer. She, she didn't think that you could take four kids to a game anymore. So, um, but uh, it's it's amazing. I think, uh, and wives can probably attest to this too. There's a lot of people in our lives that made a lot of sacrifices to, for us to play, and um, a lot of people that did a lot of uh, things for me, like my parents, my sisters. Um, so it's nice to. Uh, to not have all the attention on me and and I can really be selfless and uh, make those sacrifices for my kids and and, uh, and help them live out their dreams so um, one of my daughters is in gymnastics, we're already traveling you know, across uh, the Midwest for her and um, I don't know what we're going to do if we have four kids that are doing it. <laughs> it might be a little chaotic, but um, it, it is it is the best thing in the entire world to have kids and, and watch them grow up. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds for us, for sure.
0: First Alex, your hometown, St. Louis. You, if I remember right, you're back there now. And yep. just uh, what have you been up to since uh, since you hung up the skates? And yeah, so
6: um, after the after the year in Indy, my wife and I bought a house in St. Louis uh, mid June. Um, it's been nice because we've been pretty much living out of a suitcase ever since we were together and she came to Europe with me and things like that and now we finally have our uh, a place we can call home and keep our stuff and um, you know that, that, that seems to uh, I didn't mind living out of a suitcase but my wife was uh, you know she wanted something a little more concrete which I, I think they all do but um, it was fun while it lasted but uh, yeah just, just in St. Louis um trying to get into finance. It's tough stuff. It's um not as much fun as playing hockey, but you know, again, you can't can't play forever. So, uh just kind of trying to figure out my way uh, after hockey. That's
0: Kevin Lynch and Alex Weidman joining us on the Under the Hood podcast and glad they were able to stop by the booth last week during the Fuel's 10th anniversary game. Lots of exciting hockey coming up here for the Indy Fuel. Friday the 26th, the fuel taking on the Iowa Heartlanders. That will be a 7 o'clock face off. That will be a due 317 night. And then Saturday the 27th, it's our always popular Blackhawks night. Andrew Shaw is our guest as the fuel take on the Heartlanders again. And then they will hit the road for the first week of February. They'll play three games in Newfoundland and then return home the 8th, 9th, and 10th of February to take on the Atlanta Gladiators in a three-game series. Then they'll hit the road again to face Iowa for three. And then the 23rd and 24th of February, the Wichita Thunder will be in here for a two-game series before the Education Day game on February 27th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. You can get your tickets for all of those games by visiting IndieFuelHockey.com or calling 317 925 fuel or visiting the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office, or heading to Ticketmaster.com. Also, a reminder, football's kicking off at the Fishers Event Center, which is coming along very nicely. In March of 2025, get your season tickets for the Fishers Freight, and you can combine them with your Indy Fuel tickets as well. Visit FishersFreightFootball.com to find out how you can make your deposit and secure your season tickets not just for the Fishers Freight but also for the Indy Fuel in our first year in the Fishers Event Center in 2024-25. Well that'll do it for this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. Thanks for listening. I am Andrew Smith. We will see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.